What is a pirate's favorite elected position? Mayor? No, it's treasurer. It's manners. Internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm good. I think yeah. that we finally figured out our little podcasting sitch for this yeah. new sound booth. Sound booth. You're uh, sitting in one of BB's play chairs. It's I about am. Uh, a foot shorter than me. It's great. Yeah. I mean, the shortness is is one thing, but the thing is, like, I finally have a little room. Mm, I'm not, a little wiggle room. Yeah, a little wiggle room. I think because, you know, you're up there and I'm down here, we're occupying different space. Different planes. Different yeah. planes, yeah. yeah. I can still see you. I can, you know, move about a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can roam. <laughs> Now, for this week's episode, we're doing a bio, and I know nothing about it at all, not even a name. What I know is that Alex, our amazing researcher, sent over a list of potential topics, and one of them was uh, the pirate mayor. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, yes. It was sent in by Connor Edwards. Okay. Um, And Alex reads every email. So- Please continue to send topic ideas to schmannerscast at gmail.com. Okay. So, Pirate Mayor, I'm obviously intrigued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, do, I have no idea if this is modern or history or literal or... <laughs> spin me a yarn. <laughs> yes. Spin me a yarn indeed. Oh, you want me to do it? I want you to do it. I want you, I want you to let your so imagination is... run wild about the Pirate Mayor. This is what I imagined. Okay, some pirates ransack a town, uh-huh. right? And the pirate's like, I am in charge and takes over, but then finds that Well, they're... wait a second. What year is it? Oh, uh, let's say like 1690. Oh. Yeah, this is a while ago. Okay, right? okay. And maybe this is someplace like, and I'm sorry, it's the only place I can think of thanks to Pirates of the Caribbean, like Tortuga. Okay, okay. Um, and, and That's still that's still really early for Tortuga. You know this, right? Uh, okay. 1815. No, that's too late. 1761. Yes, that's okay. about right. 1761, this pirate takes over the town. And it's like, yes, let's have fun, boys. It's a, a, a party every day. But then finds that he's really interested in how government works. And he starts writing laws. And everyone's like, oh, he's a pretty fair and just mayor. That's about where I'm at. And then okay. he finds, like, I'm going to retire from pirating and focus mostly on, like, city sewage problems and <laughs> infrastructure. I love it. That's beautiful. Great job. That's not it at That's all. That's not it at all. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so his name was Frank Ney. Frank Ney. Like yes. N-A-Y? Yes. And okay. E-Y. N-E-Y. Okay. Uh, he was the mayor of Nanaimo. Okay. Uh, which is in British Columbia. Oh, okay. He he was the mayor on and off for about twenty years. Wait, on and off? <laughs> so like he'd get elected 
he would stop and then he'd get elected again? I mean, I guess so. He, okay. just, he had some other things to do in pirating. between stuff. No. I assume pirating. No. Okay. Wait, when is this? This is, he was born in 19, 1918. Oh, okay. So very close to modern times. Sure, sure. A little, a little history. A li- this isn't now. It's a little history. A little historical. A little history. A little bit. Um, so he was most well known for his outgoing personality and his, you know, iconic presence. Um, Did so, he dress like a pirate? Yes. Okay. He was known to attend civic events dressed up as a pirate. And he also has the, I mean, fantastic legacy of the invention of the Nanaimo bathtub race, uh, which goes did go um, between from the Georgia Strait of Nanaimo to Vancouver. Okay. Now, normally on this show, when we discuss someone, uh, they have some kind of impact to culture mm-hmm. um, or, or like society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we're five minutes in to what is normally a 30 to 40 minute episode. And you have told me he dressed like a pirate. Uh huh. And he invented a bathtub race. Uh huh. And I don't know why we're talking about this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I like both of those things that he dressed like a pirate at civic events Uh and that he invented a bathtub race, which, how's that even happen? I guess you have to put wheels on the dang things, right? Uh, No, it's a boat race. Well, I'm even more confused now. It's a bath bathtub boat. I guess race. you gotta plug it up. And so what <laughs> what beyond those two things though make him uh, a noteworthy schmannerly figure? Okay. It is. He was incredibly active and incredibly proud of the, the civic life in this very small town. Um he was a member of the Society of Notaries of the Public uh, Society of Notaries Public of British Columbia. A notary public of British Columbia. Got yes. It. Okay. Um, you know, when I was a kid, for a long time when I heard notary public, I heard it as notar republic. Oh. And that is not it at all. It's a notary public, public. but that's not how I heard it. So here's here's the thing, right? He ran a very busy, busy and profitable uh, notary practice on the island and served a lot of different communities excuse me, committees dedicated to the development of the island, right? I just um, want to say, and I hope this doesn't sound like I'm uh, in any way making fun of notaries. I think it's wonderful that people have figured out a way to make businesses out of being able to say like, yep, I saw it. <laughs> yep, I was there when it happened. That'll be $20, please. Good for you, notaries. Congratulations. My mother was a notary. Well, I know this. You've oh, told me. Okay. I, I guess I brag about that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the thing I talk about all the... She was also uh, the fastest typer in West Virginia mm-hmm. at the time. Yep, yep. Okay. that too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so one of his other many jobs, civically, developmentally related, okay. um, was that he was the president of Nanaimo Realty. Okay. So this is his legacy. It's called Protection Island. Okay. 
This is interesting because it almost has like a Hunger Games or like um most dangerous game feel, but the opposite of like we are going to take you to this island and you'll feel totally safe. <laughs> well, <laughs> this, this is the one place on Earth we can guarantee you won't be hunted for sport. Okay, so w- what it is? Uh, so this island is about a kilometer and a half from downtown Nanaimo. That's like eighty miles. Sure. No. Uh, I'm it's, not. It's not. It's not. I don't know. I don't know metric. Half, half of my... Ugh. Okay, you keep talking. <laughs> Travis Googles it. Um, and so it was the home of the Protection Island Mine, which actually had a very, very terrible history. Um, so lots of accidents, including an uncontrollable gas fire that blew up in the powder house in 1911. Oh, boy. A cable snap that sent 16 miners down to the depths. Uh, a mine that exploded and killed 150 people. Oh, boy. So it was close. It kind of makes the fact that I found out that one kilometer equals like 0.62 miles. It's not really as important (laughs) now. (laughs) Now it's kind of silly that I spend time looking it up. They closed it. They closed it in 1938. Yeah. And they actually burned what was left of the mine uh, when World War II ended. Wait, as like a celebration? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. They were just like, oh, World War II's done. Hey, you know that old mine that's been sitting around? Let's burn it. Sure. Okay. Either way, this is a prime real estate development, eh? Are you trying to sell me land there? No. Is that what this whole, and I don't just mean this episode, I mean the entire series has been about? No. You trying to sell me realty? You're my wife. Although I would really like to go to Canada. I well. I've always dreamed of of a bed and breakfast on Prince Edward Island. I know because of Anne of Green Gables. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. That is so for our honeymoon Teresa <laughs> wanted to go there and I wanted to go to Ireland, so we went to Scotland. <laughs> kind of split the difference. That's hardly the difference. But that is how it worked out. That is how it worked that out. That is what happened. You can't deny that that is the truth. Yes. Okay. All right. Frank actually thought that this was a really great development opportunity. Sure. This little strip of dirt was going to waste when all it really needed, according to him, was some TLC. So, in 1959, his realty company bought the island for the whole, the island, for $130,000. Wow. uh, And divided it into 344 lots hoping that they could develop a neighborhood, right? Uh Um, And this sounds like a pretty tough sell, but Frank, he was up to the challenge. So he went gangbusters, making sure that the island was cleaned up and presentable. And once that was done, he promoted it as some place to live by dressing as a pirate. Oh, in fact, he took the pirate thing to its logical conclusion um, by <laughs> organizing treasure hunts for silver sure. dollars to lure buyers to the lots on now, the islands. I want you to know, I understand what you're saying, but you can't say to its logical conclusion when that could be anything. <laughs> he bought his own ship and sunk people's you know, speedboats with cannons. Like, I don't know. He, he hauled people. <laughs> Seems like a logical conclusion to me. It's one of the logical conclusions for sure. (laughs) He He dressed it, he took it to his logical conclusion and got scurvy. I don't know. 
Well, so, I mean, it totally worked because 300 lots were purchased right up front Mm -hmm. as soon as they found their doubloons, I guess. Then they're just buying it with your own doubloons, you know what I mean? Yes, right, 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 right. So he started dressing up as a pirate regularly. He would wave- At this point, it sounds like he just liked that. I mean, it does sound like that. He'd wave a plastic sword around and sing sea shanties, sing sea shanties. By the seashore. (laughs) Uh, and he would go out to the docks and wave at people. Um, and if he wasn't dressed as a pirate, you might catch him dressed as a riverboat captain. Sure. Or leading a parade <laughs> in a gigantic bow tie. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And this was all to promote the city. Sure. Well, sure. Sure. Let me say, though, it sounds also like Frank was having some fun promoting himself. Well, I mean,. Does anyone really set out to be an icon? I mean, I I do. You do? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, do you think I dress the way I do for fun? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um so if you if you haven't gotten enough of this story, perhaps you want more details. Good news. We have at least 23 minutes left in the episode. <laughs> um you may know him as the lead keyboard keyboardist for the rock band Trooper. But Paul Gogo is also the author author of Frank Ney, A Canadian Legend. This is a delightful and endearing biography of the island's former mayor. So wait, the keyboardist for Trooper wrote a book about Frank Ney. Not Frank Ney is the keyboardist for Trooper, which is how I heard it. I was like, (laughs) wow, what doesn't this guy do? He did also I, did, did the I mix first up my heart transplant. I don't were my know. my clauses reversed? Sorry I about that. No. And you know what? I'm excited to hear so much more about this pirate fellow. But first, how about a thank you note for our sponsors? This week, we want to say a thank you to our sponsors, one of which is Function of Beauty. Listen, one size fits all may work for your accessories, but when it comes to your hair, we all need something a little different to help us look our best. What if hair care was as unique as you are? I think my hair is pretty unique, and I like to treat it as such. I got some purple in there. Uh, it's getting a little longer. I don't want it to dry out. All of these things, you know, it's got a lot of body to it, and sometimes I can have a dry scalp. So I went to Function Beauty. I plugged all that in, and they created a shampoo, conditioner, and treatments that fit my unique needs. There are over, get this, 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you are. You take a quick quiz, you tell them about your hair, and they send it to you, including in a customized bottle. So mine says, function of Travis, which is pretty exciting for me personally. Plus, their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash schmanners to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash schmanners for 20% off and let them know you heard about it from our show. That's functionofbeauty.com slash schmanners. Also, we want to say thank you to DoorDash. Continue supporting restaurants in your community safely. There are thousands of restaurants open for delivery on DoorDash, and they need you now 
more than ever. So go support your favorite restaurants on DoorDash. Ordering is easy. You open the DoorDash app, you choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. We use it all the time. We have two children, and the fact is, Teresa and I often forget that dinner exists until the last minute. So having the option to not only order food, but order from some of our favorite local places, it's a slam dunk. And that's a basketball term. So right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more and zero delivery fees for their first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code SPANNERS. That's $5 off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code SPANNERS. Don't forget, that's code SPANNERS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. We also have a special message here for Zoe Kingsley from Paige, Mom, and Dad. And Paige, Mom, and Dad want to say, hey, happy birthday, Zoe. We're so proud of all you've accomplished from being a great student, black belt, and friend. We love your drive to help people and can't wait to see what you do. We hope your sweet 16 is as amazing as you imagine and that you like this shout out from one of your favorite podcasts. Have fun driving. Love your crazy family. Oh, that's so sweet. Do you have fun driving? Um, and be careful. And I'm glad you're a great black belt. And I'm glad you enjoy this the show, Zoe. Uh, Zoe, you have a great family, and you are great. And happy birthday. Hey, you like movies? What about coming up with movie ideas over the course of an hour? Because that's what we do every week on Story Break, a writer's room podcast where three Hollywood professionals have an hour to come up with a pitch for a movie or TV show based off of totally zany prompts. Like that time we reimagined Star Wars based on our phone's autocomplete. Luke Skywalker is a family man and it's Star Wars, but it's a good idea. (laughs) How about that time we broke the story of a bunch of Disney Channel original movies based solely on the title and the poster? Okay, Sarah Hyland is a 50-foot woman. Let's just go with it, guys. Or the time we finally cracked the Adobe Photoshop feature film. Stamp tool is your Woody, and then the autofill is the new Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) Join us as we have a good time imagining all the movies Hollywood is too cowardly to make. Story Break comes out every Thursday on Maximum Fun. I don't know why I'm using this voice now. So when we last left off, we were talking about what instruments Frank did and did not play. No, we were not. Okay. So this uh, keyboardist for Trooper wrote a book about Frank Nang. And yes. what? And so you can check this book so out. So you can check this book out. Um, but he interviewed nearly everyone who knew Frank. And it's it's amazing. Uh Alex is reading it. Just for fun. Just now. for fun now. Okay. Um, another legacy that, that Frank uh left on his beloved town is that he had investors name their streets. Here are some of the best streets. Okay. Twiggly Wiggly Road. Oh, yes. I like this. Uh, there's a whole neighborhood named after Sherwood Forest, and you could buy a house on Bowstring Close or Nottingham Drive, Robin Hood Drive, Loxley Place. Okay. Or King John Way. Now, if you were going to name a street, Teresa Murray, what would you name it? Oh. Hmm. I would want it to invoke some kind of feeling, mm-hmm. right? So I think I would do something like Pleasant Drive. Oh, that's nice. You know what I call mine? What? Dead End Street. Dead End? Dead End. Or, or No Outlet Street. <laughs> what if- what Not if, a through. Not a through. 
That's nice. Yeah. That's a good one. Thank you. But th- would you would you want it to be like confusing in the way of it actually being a through street? Or I call it like one way. Yeah. I, I think, oh, okay. yeah, clear. I, I'm going for having someone be like, I don't think you can do that. And maybe like, it's my street. <laughs> <laughs> so not a cul-de-sac or no, actually it is a, a through street. It's, it's a, definitely through and a right. two-way street, all of that. Mm-hmm. I just want it to be confusing because that's fun. You know, confusing drivers. <laughs> it's just good, clean fun. These these drivers wielding a yep. four ton piece of machinery. That's you just want, safe, you want good to fun right there. All yeah. right. Just all confusing right. them. And you know what? Maybe all the street signs on not a through are different. <laughs> Maybe the stop signs are green. Who knows? It's my street. It's my world of pure imagination. Probably the best thing about Frank is you you talk about um, this this legacy that mm-hmm. he's left. Not only just you know the pirate guy, right? But also he didn't hoard properties or overcharge mortgages like some kind of like pirate Mister Potter, like, like kind of like a pirate. <laughs> right, right. Not like a pirate. He dressed like a pirate. Did not behave like a pirate. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So he was more Jack Sparrow than a Barbosa, you might say. More of a Jack Sparrow than like a Davy Jones, you might say. Sure. Okay. Maybe it's... even a Will Turner, if you want to go that far. Can I say it's been a long time since I've watched those movies? Well, I, I mean, yeah, I've, I, me too. I don't I just... recall hardly. Oh, they... I mean. You just don't have. I have a vague remembrance of those movies. They all kind of run together. There's like four of them, right? I think there's like 18 at this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was the one where it was Jack Sparrow versus Freddy versus Jason. That one gets pretty silly, you guys. Um. So, a couple other nice little tidbits about Frank. He developed affordable neighborhoods, uh, gave away a decent chunk of his own property holdings uh, to develop into local parks. Nice. Um, during one of his mayoral terms... He initiated the creation of cutaway corners of sidewalk curbs in downtown Nanaimo. He did this after spending a full day in a wheelchair so he could experience for himself the difficulties of getting around in Nanaimo. Okay. Um, We haven't, and we are about to get to the ultimate legacy that he has. This dude's got a lot of legacies. Okay, go on. All right. The bathtub races. Okay. I had questions. 1967 was Canada's- I, I just want to just put a pin in it real quick to say, I think making uh, your town more accessible is in many ways, perhaps always, better than a bathtub breaks. But now go on. But this is what he's most known for. Okay. Besides dressing up like a pirate. Sure. Uh, 1967 was Canada's centennial year. And a prime year for bathtubs. I guess so. They came in every color. You had (laughs) puke green, puke brown, weird yellow, all of them. Those are all of them? You had uh, kind of of pink, but in an off-putting way. There was like sky blue, but hard to look at, you know? All of these. We have a sky blue bathtub in our house that uh, the previous owners just kind of painted white and clearly not the right kind of paint because there is now about a two foot wide circle of blue just peeling right in the middle of it. And every time BB's in, she goes, why is that there? And we say, hmm, bad flipping. We're working on it. Anyway. I'm just peeling it the rest of the way off. Is that what I 
I'm not supposed to do? Uh, I want it all blue. No. Okay. Okay. Um, so cities and provinces across the nation were encouraged to celebrate this centennial by creating some kind of long-lasting community project. Maybe a soup kitchen sure. or new parks or sure. something like that. Butterfly garden. Frank Nay said bathtub race. Okay. Soup kitchen was also good. I'm just saying soup kitchen was on the table. Yes. Okay. It it definitely was. And I'm saying that like he also did a lot of other okay, like cool, really cool, great cool. stuff. But the bathtub race uh, is when you put a motor on the bathtub. You sure. have to plug it up like you mentioned. Yeah. But like, like it's a motor It's not a race boat. to see how far you can get before it sinks. <laughs> No, in fact, it was a 36-mile course. Okay. That is a long like a race. Day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As the sun rose on the city in the <laughs> for the centennial event, more than 200 tubbers uh-huh. entered the competition and they paraded themselves through the streets of Nanaimo. Uh and only 47 completed the 36-mile course. The rest died. Started on the beaches they of Nanaimo. They didn't die, right? I made that joke. No, Hold on. No, no, okay. no. Oh, well. no, no, no. <laughs> I made that joke and you didn't correct me and you gave me heart palpitations. You know what? I wasn't listening. <laughs> I, oh. Okay. Sorry. No, it's all right. I'm just here doing my best. I'm here doing my best. I know, but can't we do our best together? Well, I'm also trying to read. Fair. I'm trying to joke. <laughs> <laughs> trying. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Ah, oh, beans. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> it was meant to be a one-time celebration for the cent- centennial, but 53 years later, they're still going strong. Nice. Uh, there's some really great footage of Frank with his sword to the heavens, cruising through the waters in a bathtub boat the size of a large pontoon boat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, that's a big tub. It is a big tub. Tubs come in all shapes and sizes. I mean, I guess, but I didn't think you could get a bathtub the size of a pontoon boat. Mm, I guess you can. Uh, It doesn't say you have to, like, purchase a factory-made tub. You can make a tub out of lots of stuff. I guess that's true. Okay. Um, So this led to the birth of the loyal... Nanaimo Bathtub Society in 1968 uh, with a goal of using the bathtub races to bring tourism to the island. Okay. Um, And Frank Ney, of course, served as their their first chairman and admiral. Okay. Of course he did. Yeah, I like that. That's nice. Half fleet of tubs. Uh, he was dubbed a bathtub ambassador, traveling all over the world to sing the praises of both competitive bathtub, bathtub races and, of course, Nanaimo, right? Uh-huh. Um, he established bathtub racing as far away as Australia and New Zealand. And there's even a picture of him with the Queen of England. Oh, boy. Um, he was also a devoted family man. Let's let's also, like, round him out, right? Um, sure. He had 11 children, several of whom were adopted from a variety of different backgrounds. 11 kids. I know, We got right? two, and it's a lot. That's that's a lot. Um, in 1984, he was made a freeman of the city of Nanaimo to honor him and his lifelong service to communi- the community. Um, unfortunately, he, uh, he died after a long battle with cancer in mm. 1992. So what, that's uh, 80, 74 years? He was born in 1918? 
Died in 92, 74 years. I mean, it's a, that's, listen, solid, but still. Always hurts to lose somebody like this. He sounds like he was an amazing dude. He was an amazing dude. His legacy is alive and well in the Nanaimo community archives. Um, you can see one of his pirate outfits. You can see his some of his, like, plastic swords and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, and like I mentioned... Paul Gogo's uh, biography was published in 1995, um, and it was. You can still order it today. Um, he was even Frank Nay. He was even uh, memorialized in an episode of Bones. Oh wow! The biggest honor. Well, I mean, no, but no. Hey, pretty cool. I was only half joking. <laughs> if I got talked about in an episode of Bones, I'd be over the moon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> All right. Uh, That's not all, because in March of 2007, a satirical musical review based on Ney premiered at Nanaimo's Western Edge Theater. Um, And not even a month later, G. Kim Blank's play, Being Frank, was performed at the Port Theater in Nanaimo. Um, I think that, like several of the people that we've talked about, it's something that just kind of these people leave not just physical representations of themselves. They also leave a kind of culture, right? Yeah, they inspire other people to make things better and to take pride in things and to make change wherever they can. Exactly. Um, so on March 12th, 2018, everyone came out to celebrate what would have been Frank Ney's 100th birthday at Maffeo Sutton Park, uh, where there is a statue of him. Um, He has his sword in the air and he's smiling, being a cool dude. Um, So they attached a bunch of balloons to his his uh, his statue and they gave him a birthday sash. And these bathtub races that he started out, they've changed just a little bit. Instead of ending at Vancouver, the finish line is at his beautiful statue. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, this is a bit of a shorter episode, but I think we got there. You learned a lot about Frank Ney, the pirate mayor. Uh, thank you so much. Who Remind me, who submitted that? That was submitted by... I put you on the spot. I'm so you sorry. You did. You did. I have to scroll all the way up to the beginning. We're getting there. Connor Edwards. Thank you so much, Connor. Um, And thank you to Alex for the research. Uh, If you have other topic suggestions, you can email us, schmannerscast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, at schmannerscast. Which is where we get questions from y'all when uh, we call for questions. Uh, Thank you to Max Fun, our podcast home. Uh, My brothers and I wrote a podcasting book called Everybody Has a Podcast Except You. You can pre-order it at McElroyPodcastBook.com. It is a step-by-step guide that'll teach you how to make a podcast you're proud of. Uh, Plus, it's funny because we made it, and it's funny and you'll like it. Um, Go check out all the other McElroy shows at McElroy.family. Uh, who else do we thank, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brental Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Also, thank you to Kayla M. Wassel for her Twitter thumbnail art. Thank you to Brew Hop Betty, excuse me, Brew Hop Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Go and join that if you love to give and get excellent advice. And that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manner Schmanners. Get it? 
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.